1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The 1865 Match Report. Welcome to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast with me, Rich Ferraro. It's Tuesday, the 23rd of August, and Forest have faced a potential banana skin with a trip to Grimsby Town in the Carabao Cup second round. Now, we all expected that certain players would be rested, but what you might not have expected was 11 changes to the first team. Uh, so, Forest lined up with Wayne Hennessy in goal, across the back three, Julian Biancon, Chekou Coyetti and Luke Mbezo. Alex Mighton and debutant Aaron Donnelly were at wing back with Ryan Yates and Remo Freuler in the middle of the park. Kafu was playing as a number 10 behind Sam Surridge and Emmanuel Dennis and we had an incredibly young bench so amongst other players Ollie Hammond came on, Dale Taylor came on, Alex Gibson Hammond and Billy Fuster were on the bench and the other debutant, worth noting tonight, Zach Abbott, who in just another two days will have d- will discover his GCSE results. So if you wanted to feel old, there you go. As you'll know by now, Forrest managed to get the victory. It was 3-0. Um, the scoreline does sometimes belie the story of the game. So obviously, clean sheet, that's a good thing. Ryan Yates and Sam Soage scored in the first half with two excellent finishes and Surridge added a third goal for the Reds uh, with about 15 minutes to go. But in between times, particularly just after half-time, Grimsby did make a real go of it, so they will feel a little bit disappointed not to have scored a goal themselves. But on the whole, as Steve Cooper said, on these occasions it's about getting some minutes into the legs of the first team squad, um, having a look at some of the players, Uh, Donnelly in particular did really well and played the full 90, and also let's not forget that, you know, ultimately it's got to be a case of job done, hasn't it? Now we have a guest match reporter making his 1865 debut, George Edwards is fresh back from Blundell Park, so...
0: George, tell us about the game. Forest were able to get over the line eventually against Grimsby Town. Uh, they played really well, Grimsby did, but they were just unlucky not to score a goal as we won 3-0. I was very happy to see Biancon and Surridge in the starting 11. They both had very strong, good pre-seasons and they both could be very pivotal uh, in our pursuit of survival in the Premier League, especially Surridge as he's such a good finisher. In vital moments, we could need him to be fit and sharp. So I think it's uh, it's important that they, they get match minutes um, alongside five debuts for forest as well so i think it was good from cooper it was still a strong team but i was really happy with the way that we went out and the mindset that we had from early on really the were in our faces there was a a strong smell of fish and chips in the air as is the case on groomsby as i was walking towards the stadium there was people queuing in two or three outside two or three fish and chip shops so i'm sure they got plenty of money in Uh, but the smell of that was quickly drowned out uh, by the smell of sweat due to uh, the, the tightly packed away end that's behind the goal at Grimsby. I think people on the back row couldn't even see the far goal because the the stadium roof overhanged. So there was a lot of people just stood on the steps and stood in the gangways and stuff. So there wasn't that much uh, much space really. Um, and that was probably rep- replicated by the fact that we were singing My Garden Shed is Bigger Than Yours uh, in tribute to Grimsby's not so brilliant stadium but for for a league two stadium I suppose it wasn't that bad and it's not as bad as Luton so that's uh always the benchmark for stadiums isn't it really it was sort of a, a classic feel you'd say Forrest with the better team I would say after a rough start like I say grooms were in our faces but pretty quickly they quietened down and Forrest had a lot of the ball um but were just unable to to really find an opening early on but they did take the lead just uh just about after 15 minutes I think it was it was Yates, a brilliant finish we pressed high up the pitch, won it back uh, and then Yates was played in by uh, Dennis I think it was and he emphatically finished it high into the roof of the net, it was an excellent finish from from our captain, he, he played really well actually, leading the youngsters around him, Ryan Yates and he just looked really confident in our midfield and returning from injury I think he can be a really, really important um, asset to us in the Premier League. It was becoming clear as well that Grimsby, Grimsby's only real real chance uh, to get past us was from throw ins. They had an absolute monster of a throw in there, uh, I think it was their fullback, and, and he was brilliant at throw ins. He just launched it in the box and it flew right into the penalty area. And we did well actually to keep out um, the their headed balls. You know, we got them away quite easily. And defended them really well. So I was happy with that aspect of our defence. And then we took the lead. uh, We extended our lead, sorry, just before... 10 minutes before off-time, I think it was. As uh, we pressed them high up the pitch again. Won it back. Surridge threw on goal after, I think, Cafu played him through. and another excellent finish from Surridge. uh, And that gave us a 2-0 lead at half-time. And we were probably probably well valued for it you know Grimsby were probably kicking themselves they didn't take one of those headed chances but on the whole Forrest were were decent and probably deserved the lead at half time but that did change that changed in the second half I don't know what their manager said to them but wow they were brilliant in the second half I think they had just over 15 shots I think it was about 18-19 shots they had and they were just rampant. Forrest had to survive the storm for most of the half. A lot of them were headed chances, again, from from throwings um, that we, we weren't really coping with in the second half. But there was also some good, good football they were playing uh, between the lines and getting through Forrest and just unlucky, really. They were unlucky. They just didn't have that Premier League quality that Forrest had and... When Forrest did have a chance, it was Surridge at the back post. A uh, Kafu played him through as Iwone advanced down the wing into Cafu. Cafu laid it off to Surridge in the penalty area, and he blasted home from close range. And that just—that's just the quality that really Grimsby were missing. And they were looking not to score in the ninety minutes. I think, I think even as Forest as fans could admit that we weren't at—we weren't at the races. We weren't at the best. Um, and at full time, when it was. When it was confirmed we won three 0 Cooper did no fist bumps. I liked that because it acknowledges that you know it was a, a day that to, a day to give the squad to gel, to get the, to give uh, game time to some of the players that aren't going to be in our first team. And it was also just a chance for a nice day out, really, for the fans. I'm sure many people went to Greensby and had the day there. And to give, I think Zach Abbott was 16, he's getting his GCSE results on Thursday and he made his debut. So it was just a day out really and it was a day that we had to get the job done and we did. So I was very happy with the way we did that. Very professional, very composed and a good win for Forrest.
1: Excellent stuff, George. We really appreciate you joining us uh, to report on this match, and we hope you have enjoyed your 1865 debut. And, listener, if you're interested in George's opinions, you can find him writing about Forrest for our friends at The Famous Club. So, uh, if you go to The Famous Club on Twitter or go to the website, you can see George writing regular match reports over there. Now, you may have noticed that there's going to be a big week coming up for Forest. Um, obviously, a lot of first team players got to rest tonight, but they will be back in action next week. And so we have Tottenham Hotspur coming up on Sunday uh, for the tea time kickoff followed by Manchester City at the Etihad. So, really, really big week for Forrest. A real test of how well Forrest have adapted to Premier League life after a a couple of promising performances against West Ham and Everton. Uh, It'll also be good for Steve Cooper that certain players have managed to get minutes into their legs. Players like Biancon and Surridge. And, of course, good to have Yates and Freuler back into the uh, intercontention they will be able to be part of the squad in the forthcoming fixtures as we experience for the first time back-to-back Premier League fixtures with very little break in between. Of course, we will be back with match reports after both of those games in our more normal long-form format. And we also would like to ask a favor of you. So two things. Number one, the occasional thing, the where we sometimes ask if you enjoy listening to us, then please do leave us a review on your podcast app. If you can leave a comment as well, that really helps other forest fans to find our content. And we are the, the oldest forest podcast. We've been going since 2008 and we've been providing match reports for you in, in that time. Also, at the moment, we are requesting you to nominate us for a football content award as the best club content creator for Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. For all the details, you can have a look at our Twitter feed. It's our pinned tweet for the time being. And uh, if you enjoy what we do, then we would really appreciate that nomination. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with you very soon.
0: Podcast Network.